The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe, they're serving up the best haircuts in town. They do regular haircuts, skin and razor fades, all of which include a hot towel with just a little bit of foam and a safety razor to trim everything up and make it look clean and fresh. They also have the best beard care and trims in town, all of which include a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam. And as always, you can see Blue Randall's dog roaming around the shop. So check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today, or you can give them a call at 405-269-8590. Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. It's officially game week. Yeah, buddy. I understand that we're not, uh, we're not following the Oklahoma State uh, timeline because technically Saturday was Tuesday. I'm officially in game week. I don't. I don't look at the. I don't look at their calendar. I look at my calendar. Monday's yep. game week for me. So today's Tuesday. So we're a few days closer. Uh, and I, Robert had Robert had um, coordinator meetings today. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, I think so yeah. Oh yeah, we are in the throes of game week. Yeah, and that's actually a really good article uh, on Pokes Report right now. It's a new series that we're starting this year called uh, Play Callers versus Scheme Setters. And Robert's like, I heard him explain it this morning on a show, and he goes, I know the defensive coordinators call plays, but I like to think of them more as scheme setters than play callers because the play could be called or adjusted once the offense sends their set out there. And so they're more scheme setters than they are play callers. So, but yeah, if you want to check that out, it's play callers versus scheme setters. Uh, I believe it's a free article, uh, at least right now. Uh, so we we uh, take a deep dive into we take a deep dive into the uh, the coordinators, Oklahoma State as well as Central Michigan. Uh, and fun fact here: all four coordinators in this game have coached in the NFL. That's pretty so wild. It's a little a little fun nugget there. So I like our two. There, you know, and there. I think Derek Mason is going to be good. I did a radio hit in Tulsa uh, on Monday morning, and they asked me what I thought, like if there was going to be any difference between Jim Knowles and Derek Mason. Is the defense going to see a drop off? And I said, I uh, there will obviously be a drop off because we're not going to go seven second halves without well giving up a touchdown. And you don't have Christian Holmes is an NFL cornerback. You know he made the he made the Commanders. Uh, you don't have Tanner McAllister. You don't have Jark Bernard Converse. You don't have Colby Peel. You don't have Trey Sterling. You don't have Malcolm Rodriguez Rodrigo. or Devin Harper. You know, so I mean, you lost seven really, really, and that does that's not including a defensive lineman like Jaden Jernigan to the transfer portal. And I'm not concerned with the defensive line, but you still lost, and you lose Israel Antwine. So I mean, you lost a lot of talent off that defense. Now, with that being said, I still think this defense is going to be good. I don't know how good, but when you look at when you look at the defensive line, when you look at Xavier Benson, I, I think he's going to be really good. You look at the safeties. You know Thomas Harper is a redshirt senior. He doesn't have the experience that a uh, that a uh, safety did last year, but he's still really solid. I think Kendall Daniels has a chance to be really good as the season progresses. We saw Jabbar Muhammad and Corey Black quite a bit last year, and they really held their own. Uh, so, I mean, I, I I believe this defense will be good as the season goes along. Am I? I don't. I'm, I don't think I'm crazy enough to say that they'll be as good as they were last year. I think 2020 would be a good starting point, and you adjust from there. So, I'm I'm looking forward to that. But when you look at it's the same, it's the same coaching staff other than Derek Mason. The schemes are virtually all the same. The 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 formations are the same virtually the same. You look at the uh, terminology, virtually all the same. Now, Derek Mason has put his spin on it, but when you listen to these players talk each and every week, they are very, very, very high on Derek Mason. There hasn't been a lot of turnover. There's really nothing different from this year to last year uh, other than you are missing some of the some of the starters. So I think I think this defense is going to be just fine, and I think Derek Mason is, is going to do really, really well this year. And then Casey Dunn, you know, everything we hear from Mike – I'm with you. I, I like these two coordinators. I think Casey is more experienced now. I think that he's more comfortable, and you're going to see more more pass plays. I don't think Mason. I'm not going to sit here and say that Spencer is going to be Mason and throw for 4,000 yards, but I do think Spencer is going to air it out a little bit more. And if that offensive line stays healthy, I I think the offensive line could be better than last year. But health is obviously the main factor. 
if they can give him a little bit of time, I think he can throw the ball. But if he doesn't have time, you look at last year, all the scrambles, rushes for almost 700 yards, sacked 17 times, one of the fewest numbers in the entire country. So, I mean, you have a, dy- a dynamic playmaker through the air or on the ground, whether you have a good offensive line or not. So I think this, I think 10 wins is a very viable uh, very viable option this year, and the 10th being uh, a bowl Both game. season, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm high on this season. I, I can't sit here and say 12 wins, but I do think the team is going to be better than people think. I think you just did all of that without taking a breath. I don't, that was impressive. I don't breathe. You don't? <laughs> I breathe. So, uh, oh, and I take a sip of water, I'm like a fish. I breathe <laughs> through my water. So I, I think it's going to be one of the most – the things that I'm most interested in seeing is how do other teams try to take away an aspect of yeah. our offense. You always try to either take away the running, take away the passing. This year you're probably uh, – every game Spencer's going to have a spy – they're going to try and take his running away, uh, which is, you know, in turn going to try and take the running backs away. So are we going to be a fake handoff up the middle and try to throw fades to the outside type of offense, or are we going to be an attack deep over the middle? That's what I've been on record saying, I hope. Um, You know, and kind of one of the things that we wanted to get into today is running through, you know, the first depth chart has come out. We've What are your your initial thoughts on the depth chart? Yeah, so – um, I love the 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 fact that uh, everybody came out with uh, Coach Gundy is sleeping with the backup's mom. That's at least, interesting. At least three times. It, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting note. What, what a player. Um, we're gonna dig into that. And uh, but no, I think that uh, you know, obviously, you got Spencer. We start there. The running back room is is interesting, and uh, the the incumbent is Dominic Richardson. He he's the one with the most experience. The, is he is he the most talented though? Is he the most talented in that room, or is that Ollie Gordon who needs time? Is it Jaden Nixon's speed who can run away from people as TCU can attest to? I think the I think the fair uh, the fair assessment with that is who has I think Ollie has the highest ceiling. I don't like right now. I'm with you. Like my biggest question mark is running back. If okay. the offensive line stays healthy, I think they're fine. Uh, receiver, you got to figure out Tay Martin, but there's a lot of talent in that receiver room. The replacement for Tay Martin. Yeah, so I mean, you, you figure all that out, but Dom, I mean, Dom's had two really good performances in his career, and both of them were against bad football teams. 2020 Baylor, completely decimated by COVID, but they were bad before COVID, and then TCU last year. But you had a revenge game kind of a factor, and then you also just had a bad TCU game. DeAndre Jackson has had, like, less than 20 carries in three years. He's had a good fall, you know, and Dom's had a good fall, but it, there is so much uncertainty. Yeah. Like I, I have, and and Ollie is good, but Ollie needs time. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing we've have seen no of idea. Ollie so far is in the spring game, and it was what one play? Uh, le- yeah, basically yeah. a half a play, <laughs> half a, half you, of a play. You know, so, and you brought it up to me. I didn't know this. What Robert had, to, what Robert said on his show today that there's a possibility that Spencer could be the leading rusher. Well, and and I want to get into that later. I want us to kind of predict who, who we think finishes 1, 2, and 3 in in the rushing yards. At, I, I'll at just the end tell you year. right now, I have zero. Wide. Well, you're going to come up with an answer here in a little bit. And if the if the listeners want to tweet at us at bmurphy47 at zlancaster91, uh, if that's not when we were, that's not when I was born. Forty-seven. It was baseball. Nineteen forty-seven. Nineteen forty-seven. Sound great for my age. Um, tweet at us and tell us who you think is going to be the uh, the one, two, and three rushing, and then who is going to finish one, two, and three in receptions. That's I'm interested in that in that one too. So that's a tough one too. Love to hear for, hear from the people because uh, we don't take callers, so we'll take tweets. Uh, we're gonna take a phone call right now. So uh, wide receiver, really nothing. You know, nothing shocking there. You're what what are listed in whenever we say starters. Whenever they release a depth chart, they have to put somebody first. They have to put somebody second. They love using the or, uh, like you know, at defensive end. I that's I will the craziest be shocked thing. if Colin Oliver doesn't run out with the first team. Well, absolutely Bro- shocked. Brock, but, Brock Martin's not a Leo, right? And well, that's, they just and have they, they just no, have ends. But, no, I know, yeah. but that's but if you look at like one of them is a Leo. You have right. a Leo position and you have an end position, and they have Tyler Lacey at end, but are they've lined you, Tyler Lacey at tackle. Are you telling me that there could be some gamesmanship bit of, with bit the bit of ploy? Sarkeesian, Nothing. not gonna release I'm one. Cool. All right, cool, I'm, dude. I'm fine with that. Yeah, who who cares? I'm okay with that. Um, so offensive line, let's go through there. Left tackle. This is kind of where you get a little specialized, and this is probably who runs out there with the first group. Etienne on the on the left tackle, yep. 
Mater- Materko. Materko, yeah. Materko, uh, left guard, center, Preston Wilson. Love me some Preston Wilson, dude. He's big. He is a big boy that he, he's mean. He is mean in the middle. He surprised like, a lot of people in the last six months. Well, good. Uh, then right guard, Hunter Woodard. Right tackle, Jake Springfield. And <laughs> I love all the uh, – and we talked about it just briefly last week about how it may not be the prettiest block. It may not be this and that. I don't care. I want a block. Like, I, as long as it doesn't come with a flag, mm-hmm. give me a block. Um, and then tell us a little bit about Jake Schultz because he is listed here as – uh, you know, it's Jake Schultz or Braden Cassidy. People know about Braden Cassidy a little bit. Um, redshirt senior. I'd kind of be shocked if he doesn't run out there first. Um, but tell us about Jake Schultz. Where did where did he pop up from? He was. Um, I know that he was a he was a walk on. Uh, chose Oklahoma State over a couple of a uh, couple of offers, New Mexico, some, some other smaller ones. But clearly, he had the foresight to say no, no. I'm going to Oklahoma State, and I'm going to play as a cowboy back. I don't know what a cowboy back is, but I'm going to do that. Yeah, he's a he's a local kid. He's from Prague, I think. Yeah, Prague. Um, so he's an Oklahoma kid. He's he's good size, six three. What do they have? What's his weight? What do they have him listed at? They've two. got him at a slim two thirty five. Okay. Um, you know, he starts out as an end, moves him to linebacker, or goes from linebacker to end um, last year. Any depth, you know? I mean, you, you have to have depth there at, at, at cowboy back. I don't know what you're going to get from him. I really don't. I have I have no idea. Um, mainly special teams last year. Obviously, he's a contributor. You know, he he's going to make an impact because they would not list him on the two deep. Mike Gundy doesn't, you know, he's not going to list someone that's not going to play. I'm with you. I'd be shocked if Braden Cassidy wasn't the guy that was sent out there. Braden has really come along. You know, he comes, I think he came in as a linebacker and then moved to, moved to defensive tackle and then to cowboy backer. I could be backwards on linebacker and, and, defensive tackle but um comes in as a defensive player and then they needed they needed cowboy back you know so they move him over i don't i don't know what you're going to see from cowboy back i i really don't i that to me i i guess that would be the biggest question but not in the terms like running back or left tackle depth right you know i just I don't. I don't know what to expect from Cowboy back because you you have a bunch of fullbacks. Well, that's you what don't, I was you say. don't have think, the tight end factor. I think you, you you're expecting blocking. Uh, we've talked about the running backs need need all the all the help they can get getting getting yards this year. If there's any inclination that Spencer Sanders might be the might be the number one rusher, then that tells us we need all the help we can get at running yeah. back. Um, you know, creating holes, getting downfield, getting that second level of block, and and I think that's how they use this cowboy back the best. It's a real bummer that Blaine Green is not going to be out there. Robert said on his show today, so uh, at least, at least that, for a that's, bit. that's my version of it's out there. I think Gundy may have even said it uh, the other day that he's not going to be uh, that he's not going to be playing at least this game. Uh, I don't know that anybody has gone into how long, but it sounds like for more than just this game. Because he is a guy that you've moved from wide receiver to cowboy back. Now, there's there's kind of two parts there. One, if you put a guy in at cowboy back that is just going out for pass routes, kind of a dead giveaway of what kind of play is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having at least all the cowboy backs, Schultz, Cassidy, Again, don't know anything about Quentin Stewart other than the fact that the number 82, shout out Rashawn Woods, has been a really good number here at Oklahoma State. Other than that, I mean, if Quentin Stewart goes running out there, I six six two two fifty. I I have no idea. You know, that's the one where you go, who who's out there? Mm-hmm. And um, but hopefully, you know, those guys are are the get to the second level, take up a linebacker, take up you know, knock a safety on his back, and there goes Jaden Nixon off to the off to the races. Um, so, anyways, that's uh, that's kind of that kind of hits the offense. Uh. It'll be interesting. They they list four wide receivers. <laughs> they actually list one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve positions. So somebody's not running out there with the ones. Most likely, um, well, John, I think John I, Paul Richardson. I'm I sure. Say, is I think the, they list two slots. They do. I think they it's do. Where they have, uh, which was interesting. That uh, well, they do wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. So it's not really even inside, outside Z because right. you got Rashad Owens behind Brennan Presley. Pretty well. At least last year they played two different positions. Uh, let me um, see. I've and got you know, Kale Cabinus was on the outside last year. He was never inside. Um, I would love to see Braden Johnson on the inside. Sometimes he's just so quick, so fast. 
that um, that uh, I I think he could he could make some linebackers and bigger safeties look slow, look dumb. Look so like so, so your X this year you've got you've got Braden Johnson at the one you've got Bryson Green at the two. Uh, your two slots, Brennan Presley, Rashad Owens. I, Rashad's not a slot. That's what I, yeah. That's uh, what John Paul Richardson, Kale Cabinets at the other slot. The Z, you've got Braden Johnson and then Langston Anderson or Talon Chetron. Right. That's, and, and the the Z is really interesting to me. It, and that was, really that's, our, that's kind of our famous position, isn't it? Yeah. Braden Johnson's the obvious choice because of his experience. Um, he's not a dynamic catcher, you know, like he doesn't have those Tylen Wallace type of skills, but he's incredibly fast. He but is sure-handed. But he was Tylen Wallace until he was Tylen Wallace. No, I know, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know who you're going to get there at the Z. Like, it could be Braden Johnson. If Langston Anderson stays healthy, it could be him. Uh, I think they're going to need Talon. I think he's going to need to step up this year. And, and he's the future, right? I mean, when you look at what he did in high school, when you look at what he did in spring ball, I mean, Talon looks good. Talon's a Talon's a very talented person. So and he's already showing up on the on the Cowboy the Twitter feeds the uh, the videos that they're mm-hmm. putting out from scrimmages. He's already showing up in the end zone. Yeah. So I don't I don't. That's the question is who who's the Tay Martin this year? You know, and, and when you look at it, it's probably not going to be a slot. You know, I mean, I know Brennan is is a dynamic playmaker. John Paul is good, but is it is it going to be Jaden Bray? You know, is he going to is he going to rise to the occasion? Is it going to be Bryson Green? I think Bryson has a really bright future. Is it going to be Langston Anderson, Braden Johnson, Talon Chetron? I think Talon's obviously the future of it, but are we going to get a freshman that steps up? Probably right. not, right. I would guess. But I mean. That that's a question too. Like for me, it's it's who is the who's the dynamic Z? Who's the big playmaker? Uh, left tackle depth. You know, I if you're having to see, is Austin Kuecki the backup left tackle because Austin Kuecki has earned the backup left tackle? Hey, you make or, it all the way to there as a true freshman, or is Austin Kuecki the backup left tackle because he's kind of all they have at backup left tackle? So I'm hoping that our next, you know, let's just. Heaven forbid something happened to six seven three twenty five. Hopefully we don't run out six five two sixty five. That's, that's what I'm. That's, that's what a I'm big saying. difference. And, yeah. and just imagine if you're you if you're a Brock Martin coming off that right side that you see that go out. Now if okay. if you knew that that was the backup there, I'm gonna bet that Etienne's knees are now a target. You're feeling you're feeling a little better about that backup spot. So yeah, it's that and then running back. You know we we talked about it. That's to me that's the biggest question mark. Because, you know, DeAndre Jackson doesn't have a lot of experience. He's had a good fall camp. Dominic Richardson is the number one, but... But also hasn't had a lot of experience. Two two good performances yeah. in, in his time here. And one of them, well, both were against bad football teams. But one was against a TCU team that you got a lot of, you got a lot of grudge for, a lot of revenge for. Uh, and Jaden Nixon had a good run there. But Jaden Nixon is fast, but he's small. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a smaller back. And then you'll get Ollie Gordon. You're right. Ollie Gordon was spectacular. You know, he was doing stuff. He was doing stuff against defenses at the highest level in Texas that you typically don't see from a running back. And he was doing so as a junior. And then they moved him to quarterback, and he was kind of that wildcat there uh, for Euless Trinity as a as a senior. So I think Ollie is the guy moving forward, like into the into the future. But Personally, I would like to see Ollie Redshirt. I mean, if if you need Ollie, then you have to use him. But I'd love to see him in the weight room for a full year. I'd love to see him with prop glass, get experience, get reps, you know, figure out at this level before sending you out there as a true freshman. Because if you need him, you need him. And if he does well, he does well. But let's say they absolutely need him and they send him out there, it's all about perception. And so if he goes out there and has 300 rushing yards on the year, and he just struggles. The fans are like, "Well, this is the biggest bust we've ever had. I, this is this is the dumbest thing." I can think of a few others that were bigger busts. But no question, <laughs> even, if he, even if he only had three hundred. But but you get my point, though. Yes, is, I do. is he's such a highly touted prospect, and rightfully so. He was a spectacular high school football player. He may be one of the best high school football players that Oklahoma State's ever landed. Mm-hmm. Now you have to prove it. You got to come to this level. So I I hope. And when whenever you mention that, it, it, we're talking twenty five hundred yards, 
10 yards per carry. 9.9. Do they list his uh, like individual – like is there an individual performance on there, Allen, when he was a junior? No, but, I mean, that was the, that was the five-touchdown game in a – it's like 300-plus yards, five touchdowns against Allen in the quarterfinals? Quarters or uh, semis? Yeah. yeah of the, in of playoffs, the, in Jerry World. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was wild. It, and Marshall was there. We yeah. we had a guy, it was insane. That was his breakout game, and they offer a couple weeks later. So you know that you're going to get, I mean, even if he redshirts, you're going to get Ollie in a mop-up role. He against, will play in at least four games. Right. And um, so we'll get to see him there. I'm I'm very excited to see that. I hope to see CJ Brown in that type of those type of games too. I, I think CJ. You'll see him in four. CJ's prop most likely. Okay. Red well, hold. So, middle Zach Middleton. 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 He didn't even make the didn't even make the four here. Is yeah. he number five? So Zach is a really it's we're going a, deep dive here. By he's the way. an interesting candidate because he's a really strong back. He's a really powerful back. Uh, Middleton was the scout team running back last year. He made that defense better. You know, he was he was really solid. I don't necessarily know if you're going to want him as one of your rotation backs. Like he's a he's a good scout teamer. No, that's what I'm asking. Is, but he, is I don't he, think, is he does he get in that mop up duty before CJ? Pro- I, I mean, know. due to Pro- longevity here, probably. Well, yeah, I think just due to due to experience. Gundy kinda has a, Fact that he's been here, history of doing that because he's been here. Yeah, I mean, if the if the non conference games go the way they're supposed to go, you'll see C.J. Brown and Zach Middleton in the first three games. I don't know who goes out there first, but you would you would love to see DeAndre Jackson and Dominic Richardson figure it out. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's obviously the key. Is we'd rather have these guys work and have to rely on Ollie late game situations and mop up duty then have to rely on Ollie week one. Is Ollie big enough, strong enough to be a Julius Crosland, to be a goal line back? I think he's big enough. I think strong is relative. I think I think he needs another and that's where I go at he needs another year. He needs to figure out division one power five football before he's the main go-to back. Difference in being strong in high school and being grown yeah. man strong. Yeah, and, and I'm not sitting here saying that he's not going to be good, okay? I'm not I'm not saying, well, he has to redshirt because he's not. Like, he very easily could go out there and be a very successful back. I'm not, I'm not going to put any expectations on Ollie because I don't want someone coming back to me in November and say, man, I remember you recorded a podcast in August. No, I'm not. And I've tempered that from the spring. You have done a, you have done a very good job of doing that. Because I think, I think Ollie can be good, but he's a true freshman and there aren't many true freshman running backs across college football. There aren't many. I'm not saying there are zero, but there are not many true freshman college running backs that are absolutely dynamic playmakers that are the starter that rush for six, seven, eight, nine hundred plus yards. It's just not feasible. I think I think the future is Ollie, but I think Ollie needs to figure it out a little bit before he is the number one. Yeah. We we didn't recruit the next Adrian Peterson who's ready to yeah. step in as as day one. They're they're kind of few and far between. Yeah. Now he's gonna be good. I there's no question. I mean he's from where he was when he first showed up to now, he's a different back. But he has, to, like you said, you've got a. There's a difference between being t- uh, like high school football strong and being college football strong. But I mean, if you're doing it at a high six A level in Texas against the biggest and the biggest, I mean, it, well, it translates certainly some. And even Dion that last week talked about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, being one of the better ones in his district in his conference, and then he comes walking in and sees. You know, you got to think the the first there's a bit of a difference. Well, the, the first day. Um, Ollie comes walking in, and he's looking across, and he sees uh, Tyler Lacey lined up. Six, I can, f- six four three hundred. You, go. I can guarantee you, he did not face a Tyler Lacey last year. No, and uh, you know, same thing with uh, well, even, Brock Martin. I mean, Bro- Brock is six as soon four as you get six the handoff, five. He's in your face. Yeah. yeah, Brock's a big kid. Brock is Brock is a grown man. Oh yeah, he, let's go to he the is defense. A grown man. Let's talk about Brock in the defense. Yeah. Uh, so. We just talked about it is kind of funny, you know, and a little bit of gamesmanship here where you say Brock Morton, Brock Martin, or Colin Oliver, and then uh, so they're I'm gonna guess they're both running out there mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. You yeah. got uh, Brendan Evers uh, in the middle, 
Sione Asi in the middle, and then behind them, Xavier Ross or Colin Clay. Which Colin Clay's had a he's had a heck well. of a heck of a fall camp. I'm really happy for him. Not just that that he's healthy and he's played some, but he's he's made a he's made a difference. He's he's been an impact player on that defensive line. So. Um, you know, Robert's written a couple of pieces about that, how he's kind of ate, he's had to eat a little bit of crow. Um, but Colin Clay is, has really come a long way. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm excited to see him play. That's the thing you could never, especially in the, in the business that you guys are in of seeing a high school kid. Okay. Now you guys have to project not only like, will he play next year? What kind of a player, why should the fans be excited about this kid three years from now? Mm -hmm. And in between those three years, if they're injured, they're not in the weight room. You know, working. Let's say, let's say you injure your knee. Well, there's a whole year that you lose of on the squat rack. Yep. You know, so now all of a sudden, whenever you're going into year three, it takes extra work to get it up to a 600 pound squat or you know whatever it is these guys uh, need to have. So that's the tough thing, and and it, it's always hard. You know, I know that you know Robert takes grief for uh, for loving everybody who we sign, but you know, and then some of them work out, some of them don't. So but. just a you you mentioned like squats. Yeah. Just a just a one off here. I'm not going too far into recruiting. Uh, I talked to Jacoby Sanders a couple weeks ago at the Jinx preview. Did, yeah. did you see what he does in the weight room? No. He's benching 405, he's squatting 635, and he's cleaning 335. Goodness. Yeah, he is. he's completely transformed What position is he? He's a center. He's a true center. Yeah. Because that's something I, I – he's 6'3", 305, 310-ish. Uh, and I said, you know, you've kind of bounced a little at Stillwater, but you've mainly been a center. What I mean – What's Dickie talking to you about? He's a true center. Nice. I'm, I'm a true center. That's, That's what they're awesome. recruiting me as. Oh, that's beautiful. He's a big kid. That's beautiful. Okay, back to back to no, because it's beautiful because that starts the the eyes looking at the defense from that position. Um, yeah, if you, which get, a, is if such you get a, a chance to see Stillwater this year, oh, yeah. you should you should take it. I saw the highlights this year of or this last week of yeah. them playing the Arkansas team. That's and, a good team. Yeah, that and they, they beat. smoked them. Yeah, that's a good team <laughs> they beat. Gage is Gage is a D one quarterback that's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too deep into it Gage is a D1 quarterback so I'm not and I'm not gonna project power five but it's a it's a travesty that Gage is not being recruited because his dad is Mike Gundy right and that's why Gunner didn't get recruited because Mm -hmm. they just assume that he's going to Stillwater since we have a good backup now I appreciate them for all assuming that yeah Gage Gage can be a starting quarterback at a college football team I don't know where but I hope he comes to Stillwater. That'd be nice, but yeah, or stays, moves, Stillwater. moves across town, Move, moves into get yeah. out, kid. You're going to the dorm. Yeah, right. Although I was a little shocked. Mike Gundy said he's sad that he's fixing to be an empty nester. So you think about that all the time. I get sad when I think about it. Hmm. Yeah, cool. We knew you yeah, were a good see, dad, but. and that's crazy because you can even have the coolest nest in the world, and it can still make you sad. They still want to leave. Yep. I so, built this for you. Why are you leaving me? How fast do you think Aiden Kelly gets in? Um, probably the first couple three series. I mean, they're they're going to rotate. So the defensive line, I think, is two at least two and a half deep all the way across. They are fully too deep, end to end, mm-hmm. too deep. Um, and that's when you. I, I'm guilty of it. I I try I tried to goad some players, uh, just like everyone else. You try to go okay. There's some really good talent. You know, you're really good. You're really good. Like Colin and Trace. I'm not trying to pit the two against each other, right. but like you look at what Trace did before he got injured. You look at what Colin did as a true freshman. You're thinking, all right, Colin, Trace is back. You guys play the same position. Is there some kind of camaraderie there? Like, who's the starter? I'm going to be the starter, and they both are like, no. I mean, Greg Mitch, what what Greg Richmond and Derek Mason have done is spectacular. Like they they're in control, you know. And I think when you when you listen to what Mason said last week. Um, the quote that he gave, goons, goblins, and gremlins, yeah. they don't want to be the guy. They just want to be a guy on mm-hmm. that line. They're, it, they're too deep, and obviously there are starters. I think that you'll, you have Colin Oliver on one side, Brock Martin on the other. You're probably going to line up Tyler Lacey, Sione Asi, Brendan Evers. You're prob- that's probably going to be your starting five. But it very easily could be Trace Ford, you know, um, Walter Shade played played a ton. Yeah, Walter Shade's going to get in some this mm-hmm. year. You know, look at I mean Tyler Lacey. You know, they've got him as an Sam, in Sam Wella. Yeah, yeah, I mean Sam Wella. So I mean, you're they're too deep 
and they're probably two and a half. So when you look at when you look at those guys, you'll you'll see you'll see Aiden Kelly come in like in the in the first couple of series. You're, they have so many, and I think that's what's really important about that defensive line is they're going to be able to overwhelm offensive lines this year. Oh yeah, because typically you're not going to rotate offensive line players in as much, right? You you probably have two deep that realistically you want to keep your ones in there, but you know you have to rotate eventually, whatever. But when you look at that defensive line, okay, we're going to go three or four plays. Um, all right, we're going to we're going to shuffle you out and we're going to send in another line that would probably start most places around the country. Maybe not one for one across the board, but most of those defensive linemen would start on most defenses. So, all right, well, you're starting to get a little winded. We're going to send out a new line. All right, we're going to keep that line out, but we're going to replace the nose and we're going to replace the Leo. They're going to wear down. Like By the time you get to the mid-third quarter, offensive lines will just be completely gassed because there's so much talent, there's so much depth on that defensive line that you can afford, like, you can afford to send in an Aiden Kelly. You can afford to send in a Colin Clay, a Trace Ford, Brock. Like, you can rotate constantly. So the rest of Central Michigan's schedule, mm-hmm. they don't play another team who is pre-ranked top 25. Yeah, I wouldn't expect If you it. took out Martin, Evers, Asi, and Oliver, mm-hmm. the backups that we put in there are going to be the best defensive line that they face all year long. Yeah, pro- most likely. Yeah, you know? at, at least right now, for and sure. And so there is no break for the, for the offensive line. To your point of offensive lines uh, not coming off the field, you've got to have – they really – Unless you're up two scores, you need to get a guy in there. For the most part, you're going to leave the same the same five in there. They need they have to think as one for sure. You know, and my dad was a center, and that was the the thing he always talked about was your offensive line. They would go in the they would sit in the lunchroom, left to right, how they would line up. Yeah, like he was like maybe we were dorks, but that's how we did it because at all times I got to know who's on my right. You know, him being the center, he was like, knowing my left, knowing my right, that communication. Um, I need to ask him if he ever talked to the right tackle or if he always went through the right guard. I don't know the answer Hey, pass this down the line. <laughs> what does he think about this girl? But, um, so, okay, defensive defensive line, we've we've hammered that. Linebacker, we've got Xavier Benson starting, got Mason Cobb, those two in the middle. Those are going to be who's, quote-unquote, replacing yeah. Rodriguez and Devin Harper. It's going to be a group effort, we think, of all four, Benson, Martin, Cobb, and Bishop, who is listed as backup. You I, you know my love for Bishop. I, I think, think that he's going to fly. I, you look at him and what Nick Martin have done, they're, they're solid. They're, they're some solid backups. Now, you don't have a Malcolm, and you don't have a Devin. Those guys can – Devin is just announced uh, around 2.20 on Tuesday – uh, Devin made the fifty-three. That's awesome for Dallas. He's not a he made the fifty. That is awesome. So when you look at that linebacker room, you had Malcolm, who is now a fifty-three man roster for the Lions, and Amen Ogbonbamiga, who's a fifty-three for the Los Angeles Chargers, and then you lost Amen and brought in Devin, who is now a fifty. You had three NFL starting not starting three NFL linebackers back to back years, and Malcolm will start. So at least one starting linebacker. That's a, those are some big shoes to fill when you look at Xavier Benson and Nick Martin and Mason Cobb and Lamont Bishop. I think Xavier Benson is going to be good. I, I think, I think that, is a, that guy is going to be the candidate for most tackles on the defense. I, you, look at, you look at his size, you look at his speed, you look at his strength, you look at his experience. He was the best defender in uh, the best JUCO league in the country last year. Uh, he played Division One Power Five football, albeit at Texas Tech, but he still has that Power Five experience. He played as a freshman. I think Xavier Benson's going to be really good, I, yeah. and and that's not because I'm paying him to work on my staff. Well, and but Mason Cobb has he's a junior. He's been in the room with Malcolm for now three uh, two years. Mason for, will need to step up. No, Mason, he he yeah. will, but that's what you know. You were talking about the the groups that have been starting. He's been in there right. watching that film uh, and. When when you're in there and Malcolm Rodriguez is the is the subject on the screen, you're watching a masterclass. No question. And, you know you're you're not no you're not hearing uh, very often. I'm gonna bet uh, this is where you should have been. He's seeing the textbook where where you should be. Well, let's be let's be fair. He's still seeing it 
on Hard Knocks. <laughs> it's still going, hey, oh, yeah. I saw that last year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, corners, you got Corey Black, you got Jabbar Muhammad. Behind them, Jordan Reagan and DeMarco Jones, two guys we don't know a whole lot about. Actually, all four of those really don't know a ton about. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Reagan has really come a long ways. He's, uh, I remember I covered him uh, when he was at Bigsby. Uh, he came up for um, the show camp. He, was, he performed at the show camp, and we were standing over there. And uh, uh, Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, Tim Duffy came over, and he said, uh, Reagan, that kid right there, yeah. He's, uh, I said, that's the Bigsby corner, right? And he goes, yeah. He's like, you need to watch him. You need to, like, he's, he's going to be something. You've lost an NFL corner. Christian Holmes made the 53. When you look at Jark Bernard Converse, Jark was one of the best corners in the Big 12 last year. Jark's going to have a chance to submit himself as one of the best corners in college football this year at LSU. Jark, that's have a... Have we heard? Is he starting? I don't know yet. Yeah, I haven't okay. looked into it. That, that's a big loss. Both of those guys are yeah. big losses. When you look at what Jabbar Muhammad did and Corey Black did down the stretch, both especially in the Fiesta Bowl... I think both of those guys are going to be good. They'll need to figure it out. They'll need to come along, you know, because they don't have necessarily as much experience as you would want them to have. But I think both of those guys are going to be good. You look at the backups, DeMarco, uh, DeMarco Jones out of Booker T. Uh, DJ is his nickname. I think he's kind of, he's kind of been on the, on the, the fringe a little bit, but he's really come a long way. He's learned a lot. So I think DJ is going to be solid as a backup. I think Jordan Reagan's going to be solid as a backup. Uh, Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith is going to be really solid. When you look at the, when you look at the three deep uh, across those corners, I, I think some of those younger corners are going to be Cam Epps is going to in a couple of years, Cam Epps is going to be good. And a couple of years, Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith is out of Braswell. Uh, and Epps is out of Chaminade, I think, in St. Louis. I think that's what that is. So um, I think both of those guys are going to be good eventually. So um, corners are interesting, yeah. but I think that they'll I, – I think, I think there will be some – there will be drop-off, but I don't know how I, – I don't know how much. I'm not right. saying there's not going to be a lot. I don't know how much, but there's definitely, there's definitely talent there. Well, and, and other teams are going to complete passes in, against these guys. They're going to give up touchdowns. It's all about when when they're giving those up. Yeah. Are other teams just able to bomb against us? Because for the most part, I think you could you can look at our front six and go, yeah, you can kiss running goodbye, which we're going to find out early because who the Central Michigan running back, didn't he lead the? Yeah, he's the he's the returning leading rusher in the in, in, in the NCAA. NCAA. Yeah. So you think they're going to try and pound that? Yeah, they will. So we're going to find out real early, you know, if they can, if they can stop the run like we think uh, they can. Lou Nichols. There you go, Lou Nichols. So, uh, so you you proposed? When well, you, we got yeah, we got safeties: we, Thomas Harper, yeah. Kendall Daniels, Jason Taylor, Sean Michael Flanagan, and Kendall Daniels. I think interchangeable there. Jason Taylor is going to be a candidate for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Um, and, and that's when – I'm not going to say – I'm not saying he's going to win it, but, like, that was my thought last year with Trey Sterling. And, obviously, Trey goes down and Jason comes in and there's no drop-off. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jason was spectacular. I, I would have loved to have seen Trey play last year. Uh, I thought Trey could have had a really – like, he would have had a legitimate chance of really impacting his draft stock. I don't know if he gets drafted, but I think I think he would have turned a lot of heads in the NFL. Uh, but as it is, Jason Taylor, incredibly dynamic playmaker. Jason, redshirt senior, he's going to have a lot of chances this year to turn a lot of heads. I think he's going to be really, and really what, good. And whatever gloves he uses has a magnet for the ball that finds him everywhere, finds him on special yeah. teams, finds him. Well, he almost had two against Tulsa. Uh, he had the one against Texas, you know, all the special teams. I mean, he Jason Taylor is going to be good. Kendall Daniels in his career is going to be really good. But Kendall is a redshirt freshman, and again, he is young and inexperienced. But he is he is good, and he's gonna get. It'll be this game. There will be there will be some learning experiences for him in the first game, Central Michigan or not. He's gonna. There's gonna be some times where you're thinking, "What are we doing sending this kid out there?" Well, that's the, but that's the beauty of having Sean Michael Flanagan, who's a senior that is going to mix in with him. Kendall is not just. Hey, go out there and have, you know, it, it's all and, you. And that's where I'll be, because I haven't seen Shawn Michael Flanagan. He's out of Arkansas. He came in with uh, with uh, Tanner McAllister. They came in in the same class. 
I think Rockwall Heath is where Tanner's from, and then Sean's from, uh, I can't think of the school, but it's in Arkansas. Um, Charleston, Arkansas. Yeah. Both of those kids came at the same time, and we haven't really seen too much of Sean Michael. Like, he has played, but not a lot. So that's a that's an interesting uh, factor there, and I know that they play different positions. You know, we asked Dion about it last week. They play completely different positions. But I think Thomas has a chance to make a type of – move uh type of impact that Devin did you know Devin was a backup behind Amen, and he had a pretty decent year Thomas had a pretty decent year last year now he's the starter he's obviously not going to record 100 tackles that's it's not feasible it's not it's right. not going to happen but when you think about the impact that Devin had as a backup to a starter I think you could see because they're both very similarly built they're both very physical they're both very athletic I think you could see a type of transition from backup to starter like like with Thomas that that Eamon had. Maybe not like 15 pass breakups, maybe not like five or six interceptions, but I, I do think Thomas is going to be solid on the back end. I do. All right, so let's get to uh, the the punters. The the specialists are every, who everybody knows. Tom Hutton is the punter. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Brown is the kicker. Kickoff is also Tanner Brown. Uh, I can see I can see Alex Hale mixing in in there. Um your long snapper Matt Hembro has been here for a while. Really solid um, holder. Matt's one listed. of the best long snappers in the country. Absolutely, he'll get drafted. Nice. You heard it here first. Um, holder Tom Hutton, which is important. I couldn't do that job. No. Like it is. No, you've isolated your hands. That's it. You. Hopefully, those are like the extra sticky. Receiver gloves, you know, like from uh, the replacements. <laughs> Jason Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jason Taylor. He just gives him his. Here, um, Tom, take my gloves. Kick return is going to be interesting. They do not have Braylon Presley I think that's, listed. I think that's gamemanship. I believe so, I too. think that's a little bit of gamesmanship. I hope, they both go, um, I hope they both go back there. And if I see Dominic Richardson go back there to kick return and then come out to play running back, what are we doing? You're just yep. asking to get your, your starting running back uh, hurt there. I would love to see Jaden Nixon get a shot at it. And uh, your two punt returners, uh, Brennan Presley, which we've seen Gundy do this for years. You're going to run out who he used to put out there, uh, Des Bryant. He used to put out there, Josh Stewart. He used to put out guys that were dynamic with the ball in their hand. Now he wants who can catch it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for years it was Dylan Stoner, and there was nobody in the used to. We would hold our breath whenever okay punt team came out, and oh goodness, he's putting Parrish Cox back there. It's banger bust here. Here we go, and then he'd drop one, and then he'd take one back, and then he'd drop one. You know, and with Dylan Stoner, it was steady Eddie, and then uh, Brennan Presley has become that. I'll be interested to see where Braylon, yeah. where he mixes in to this, because uh, at five foot six and moves like that, you've got to be able to, you've got to have the ball in your hands, even if it's on kick return. So, all right, let's get to let's get to what we were thinking. Uh, one, two, three, running backs. Who finishes first, second, and third? And you don't have to go. Okay, he's going to have seven hundred rushing yards. Yeah. You don't have to do that. But who who finishes with the most rushing yards? And, of course, this is all assuming everybody stays healthy. I really have no idea because when you look at the – I don't know who the main back's going to be. I, I know that Dom is listed number one. Um, but if you're going off stats, I mean, you look at what Spencer did last year, almost rushed for 700 yards. If the starting quarterback is your leading rusher, there are issues. But I do think there is a chance it could be Spencer. Um just based on what he did last year. And you had a 1,200-yard rush last year, and mm-hmm. Spencer still had almost 700 yards. Um, I'll go DeAndre Jackson, one. Okay. Dom, two. Jaden Nixon, three. So that puts Spencer at four, by the way. Yeah. You can add well, I'm him. just going running backs. I, oh, you, I, I, I think Spencer is going to be the leading rusher. You think so? Yeah, I do. But I'm okay. going, But that's because I – that's right now, August thirtieth. I'm so unsure. I, the running backs to me are so unknown. Right now, three weeks in, in the the end of September, I'll come back and say, okay, I'll I'll reevaluate and say, all right, I this guy is going to be good, or this guy is going to be the main guy, or whatever. August thirtieth, I'm going to say Spencer is going to be the leading rusher. Okay, but I will reevaluate after non conference. Because I'll actually know what these running. I don't think the coaches know what they have in the running. So backs. sitting here right now, if this team is a 10-win team, 
ten and two. Yeah. Going into the to the Big Twelve Championship. Mm-hmm. Who's the leading rusher? If they're a ten win team, if things go perfect in Zach Lancaster's mind, who's well, the leading rusher? You'd have to have someone other than Spencer. Okay. You'd have to have a thousand yard rusher. Um which you very well could because I think that ten wins is very feasible this year. Um I want to say Dom. I really do. Yeah. I'd love I would love to say Dom. He's been here. He's been the backup. He's he's had a couple of really solid games. I want to see him progress. I want to see him be the guy. So my one my one but two I three. But I think I would I think I'll go Deion right now, August thirtieth, I'll go DeAndre Jackson. DeAndre Jackson. But okay. again, I'll reevaluate in three weeks. I'm gonna say my one, two, three. I'm gonna say Dom one. I think he figures it out. Um whenever I watch him run with the ball in his hands. It reminds me, I'm not saying he is the same caliber because this guy was drafted, this guy played in the NFL, he was successful in the NFL, he was very unsuccessful off the field. He reminds me of Joseph Randall with the ball in his hands. I think he has those that same type of ability. He has to tap that ability every game in order to be the leading rusher. I think he can get there. So I'm going to say Dom 1, I'm going to say Spencer 2 just because he's he doesn't rotate. Right. <laughs> He's out there. I'm going to say Jaden Nixon three. I love Jaden. You and I, uh, before, uh, I think you were still back a producer on Robert's show. We were texting a lot about Jaden Nixon. School, yeah. yeah, we were. Ex- I was excited about Jaden. Uh, and then he, he takes off against TCU. And woo-hoo-hoo. If he stays healthy and avoids the track injuries, I think Jaden's going to be really solid. Yep. All right. Uh, receiving, we're going to go number, like, one, two, three, number of receptions, not yards. No, who who has the ball the most in their hand? Last year, just for recap, it was Tay Martin with 80, Brennan Presley, 50, Blaine Green, 21. So there's a huge drop-off for Shaw Owens, 17. Jaden Bray, listed as a starter, only had 13. Yeah. So, again, we don't need the number of them. One, if two, three. If who he's do you- healthy, Langston Anderson. Okay. I'm still I'm, I know I'm you are. still so high until I until I'm proven wrong I'm gonna I'm riding the Langston Keep train. beating that drum baby. absolutely so Langston for me number one he stays healthy uh Braden Johnson two Brennan Presley three okay I will and the, you know what two and three are sure. like two a and two b that you sure. can interchange Braden and and Brennan I think I think this is this is a I just have a hard time putting a lot of stock in Jaden Bray's fourth year of football. Right. I just it, it's a hard one. Um, I think be good. I think number one, Brennan Presley. I think he ends up with the most most receptions. So receptions. Uh, will he take the jump up to where Tay was, or will there be like no. will he be right around where he was last year? I don't think so. There will just be fewer receptions. I, I don't else. think that we're gonna. Well, see, I don't know about that. I mean, I think number of receptions. You know, last year the. Team total, and this is assuming that the website is correct and doesn't have some doubles and all that, 295. If we take those same 295, I don't think our number one receiver has 80. Right. I think our number one receiver has spread out. 62-ish, uh, some, somewhere in there. And I can see that being, being Presley. Um, so I'll take him. I think this is a big year for Rashad Owens. I really do. I think the guy can make the so. jump. I love him. Um and then number three, man, John Paul Richardson. Dude doesn't drop it. And and you saw how valuable that was even for Whedon back in the Josh Cooper days. Um, just having that little safety valve and then and hopefully Langston Anderson proves me proves me wrong, proves you right, and and he's up there. So I hope so. That's we're, uh, nearly, we're nearly there. Two days. That's right, baby. What's uh what's your game day look like? Busy. Game day. Busy. Um, I'll have work all day. Uh, pre-game starts at 3 at the Student Union, uh, and then that leads up to an hour before, and then I'm having to tear down and, and haul to the stadium. And then, obviously, the game. Uh, Gundy post-game, then I got to – see, my thing is I got to figure out because it's a – I got to figure out how I'm going to get there because my parking pass starts three hours before the game. My radio show starts three hours. Well, the parking garage is on Monroe – and obviously, that's a bit of a long walk to the student union. So, but I can't hard to call in while you're walking. But because it's you a, can interview tailgaters on because the way. it's a school day, though I can't park there early without a parking pass, without getting a parking ticket. So I think they they I heard that they clear at noon. So, but 
they I think they start clearing at noon, but they're mo- they're constantly monitoring it. And so for my parking pass to work, it's no longer paper. They get scanned in, mm. and so I can't just show up like yeah. at two o'clock without risking getting in trouble. So I've got to figure out how I'm going to get there, and then I got to figure out how I get to get home. But on game days, it's not a problem because the garage is just open. Right. But normal game, normal Saturday. Thursday, yeah. I'm if I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little worried <laughs> about getting to the stadium and then getting home after the game. But other than that, I think you uh, should just uh, very it busy. seems like they should just part the ways, have fans on both sides, and let you walk right through, kind of like with the players right. to the walk. Yeah, you or would you think gonna, that'd be what a great time to get interviews yeah. as you're walking by. You would think, right? But uh, yeah, we're we're setting up right at three, and that's when the garage opens. So uh, I'm gonna, interesting. I'll have to figure that out. But it's we're we're gunning from from the very, and then I'll have to. When the game's over, I got to try to determine if I'm going to work at the stadium or if I'm going to try to find a way to get home because I got to download Gundy post game and I got to put the post game up and I got to, yeah, we're it's busy, busy. Friday sleep in. Friday is I'm I'm going to probably sleep till like nine o'clock. Nice nine nine fifteen, uh, and then you got wrap up, you know. So that's uh, we're we're into it. So. But uh, looking forward to it. We got a couple days. Uh, this when you're listening to this, it will probably be Tuesday evening. I think I, I'll either get it up Tuesday evening, evening, or like first, first, first thing Wednesday. Morning. I don't know yet, but you'll you'll listen to this. Uh, there will be at least sixteen, at least twenty, at very minimum twenty four hours. Well, and don't forget, tweet us. That's right. B Murphy forty seven, Z right. Lancaster ninety one. That's right. I was not born in forty seven. No. Okay. But, I, was, uh, I was born in 91. Though. There you go. So tweet us, tell us your one, two, three. Uh, let's just keep it at, at running back. Rushing uh, yards this year. I don't, yeah. I don't let's know. just keep it there. I like Ru- that. Uh, tweet at us uh, uh, who you think is going to finish one, two, three. Uh, it is on record, and at the end of the year, we'll pick a winner and, and call I'm, you. I'm going 35-13. Ooh. OSU 35-13. Um, I'm going to say 45-13. I'm going to say 45-17. Yeah, and that's where it's interesting because I think Lou Nichols is good, but so is that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the and, defensive line doesn't get bad until mid-fourth quarter. Yeah. Because as soon as the starters come out, Absolutely. oh, Walter Scheid, here you go, and rushing off the edge, calling Clay good. in the middle. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, that's going to do it for the Pokesport podcast. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll have a podcast up later in the week. We'll do a we'll do a post game wrap up Friday or Saturday morning, probably Friday. So uh, but that's going to do it for the Pokes Report podcast. We'll talk to you next time here on PokesReport.com.